0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santorelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be doing a review on Weight Wednesday from Jenny Hutt. Uh, That's on Sirius Satellite Radio first a little personal update uh, so this week was a pretty it was a pretty good week I ate you know very healthy I would say um I didn't have to go grocery shopping which was nice because I still had a lot of vegetables and some stuff that I had just picked up at the grocery store for my uh, Bravo night the other night on Friday. So I was able to use just some leftover arugula that I had to make a salad. I'd gotten some chickpeas that I had roasted. So I was able to, and I had some leftover sweet potatoes. So I made a salad with chickpeas, sweet potatoes, um, arugula, red onion, and then the rest of this balsamic dressing that I already had made. So that was nice because it's been a pretty easy, like I haven't had to cook a lot this week. I just like roasted some of the sweet potatoes and put a lot of cayenne pepper on them. Um, because of actually one of the topics in this upcoming review of weight Wednesday. Uh, so I'll talk about cayenne pepper later, uh, but I did put it all over my potatoes, which was a first. So I, I changed up a little bit with my, um, with some of the stuff that I eat this week, which was good, but it's always a blessing when you have enough stuff in your house where you don't have to go to the grocery store that week. So that was nice. Um, so, and then for working out. And worked out pretty much every night, except for the weird yesterday, which if I'm, I'm, I find that when I miss my workout in the morning and I wait till later, I either don't do it or I end up with like, like just dancing around. Or you know, if any of you follow me on Instagram, I was like bouncing on this bouncy ball, like holding a weight above my head. I was, I just, I end up if I'm bored with like, I can't get on the treadmill again or I've already done yoga this week, or I just need to just do something different. I just do whatever my body feels like doing. And sometimes it's dancing. Sometimes it's bouncing on a ball. Sometimes it's Pilates movements. And um, a lot of times, though, it involves like just moving to music because – I like that. It doesn't feel like I'm getting a workout in, but I'm still moving my body, which, you know, which feels good. And, you know, I wanted to do that. I wanted to get something in last night, but I just didn't want to, like, get on the treadmill again. Anyway, so, and I only get on the treadmill when I get on the treadmill 20 minutes. It's not like I do some, like, 10,000 steps like Jenny Hutt does, which I'm about to review. So... So let's dive into the Weight Wednesday episode uh, because it's a long episode and I really like these. So this is the second one that I've done. And uh, Jenny, who is a, she's lost 70 pounds in her life. She has a show on Sirius Satellite Radio and every Wednesday she has this Weight Wednesday. And Jenny does her 10,000 steps. That's how she gets her activity. She's super consistent with it. And, you know, for me, that's just too long. That's too long on the treadmill. I get so bored on a treadmill. That's why I'm glad that strength training is really good for you. And, you know, building muscle burns more fat at rest and more calories at rest. So I like that. I, you know, to change it up with strength training is fun to me. So um, I could not just get on a treadmill and do 10,000 steps every day. That's five. I think it's like five miles and To me, that just does not appeal to me. But for Jenny, it's something she can consistently stick to and do every day. That's me with my 20-minute run. 20 minutes on the treadmill and I'm done. And I've, you know, I've run one minute, walked one minute, run one minute, walked one minute. And that just gets my heart rate up enough. I do typically do some push-ups or some other maybe little burst of strength training after. But that's something I can wrap my head around enough to do it most days. And, um, you know, whereas if I was trying to run for an hour or even trying to run straight for 30 minutes, no, thank you. That would make me avoid the treadmill completely or avoid the gym in general. So that's what I've learned is, you know, short, sweet, get it done, get your heart rate up, get out. That's what works for me personally. Now, Jenny's topic was, now this is back from March 27th. So I went back a little bit into her archives and this one I picked out because it it dealt with stress eating. And so Jenny, Jenny's someone who really works hard to maintain her 70 pound weight loss. And, but you know, she gets emotional sometimes and she, you know, she wanted to talk about when times get tough, you know, it's hard to eat kale, you know, how are you going to eat kale when you want to just stuff carbs in your face? Uh, And she talked about her friend, this J.J. Bergen person who apparently has some sort of Bergen diet. Maybe it's Bergen. I need to look that up because I I actually didn't have time to look it up. But I am interested to see what that is. Anyway, uh, her friend is, you know, a diet influencer. And apparently, you know, a long time ago, her son was involved in a hit and run accident. He was hit by a car. And had a brain injury, had to be in the hospital. Um, And, you know, so she was with him every day. And she said she made it a point to nourish herself every day. And she would have kale every single day and really made it, a point to like nourish her body during this really really stressful time, um, so that she could have the energy and feel good to be able to give good energy to her son, and you know that's admirable. I know for me when I'm going through a difficult time, it can go either way, either. I'm barely eating and I would eat something just like a protein shake just to get something down um, and other times I do want come to comfort myself with food you know and I'll get donuts or ice cream or whatever tastes good to me chicken sandwiches fried chicken sandwiches fried food french fries whatever that sometimes what I might do but I also understand the opposite and and, and honestly, the whole and I understand that that is, you know, nourishing yourself so that you don't add to your mental anxiety, because obviously what you put into your body absolutely does affect your mental health. And so I think that that was really smart of her friend to do that. Whether I would be able to do that is another question. And it's it would be hard for Jenny, too, because um, she's like, I want the opposite. But but, you know, what Jenny has been choosing, though, is the lighter side of like what she calls, you know, comfort food. So she'll have, you know, instead of regular pasta, she'll have chickpea pasta. Um, so she, you know, finding ways to comfort herself with food, but in ways that are more, nour- more nourishing and not as, you know, processed. <clears throat> and so she doesn't gain a ton of weight from it. And so, so she kind of put it out there to her audience cause she has like a real show where people can call in, um, And so she was asking her audience, like, you know, how do people in the audience rein it in? Like, how do you control your eating when you're going through a really stressful time? And she's like, you know, a lot of people will, you know, message me and say, just eat, just allow yourself to eat, eat whatever you want. And she's like, other people are annoying and they're the protein police. And they're like, you need to get more protein in. You got to satiate yourself with protein. And she's like, shut up. Um, So apparently she doesn't like those messages. But I mean, that is, you know, that's a good idea to keep yourself full, but I, for me personally, you know, getting at least animal protein in during a stressful time would definitely not be comforting. I would need carbs. Um, now this protein bagel that I get, I get this, well, my boyfriend gets this protein bagel that now I sometimes I'm eating a half a bagel. Like last night I had a half a bagel with a lot of butter at like nine o'clock. That was like my, that was my dessert. <laughs> Um, anyway, but it was a protein bagel. So there you go. Uh, Anyway, uh, so, so she, you know, for Jenny, and and this is me too, like, I totally relate to this. She's like, to believe, you know, to believe that food is just fuel is just not reality, you know, and, and there are some people that can live like that. Those people, maybe they have diminished taste buds, or food is just not that important to them. And there's some people that are so obsessed with, you know, nutrition and, uh, you know, working out and clean eating, if you will, that they do, they can stick to just fuel. But for me and Jenny, we need to comfort ourselves with some food. Okay. Food. And she's talking about, you know, food can be emotional. We celebrate with it. Um, But how can you do that without gaining a lot of weight? And honestly, that's that's kind of what this podcast is about. It's like food obsession with trying to also figure out a way to not gain a ton of weight. And that's why I kind of like, you know, I, there is a part of me that likes a little bit of the diet culture because I like to hear about new plans and new ways of eating. And, you know, I know what works for me for the most part, but I don't know, I'm always curious to learn and I do want to maintain my weight like Jenny. So, <clears throat> um... So Jenny believes in the Kim Shapiro method, which I'll probably do a whole podcast on this at some point. Uh, But I did hear a little bit about what the Kim Shapiro method is, which is basically like you can eat anything, but you have to cut it in half and you have to wait till you actually have physical hunger. And there's a couple more principles that she has that's like, you know, you can't be distracted when you eat, you have to like focus on your food, which would also be nearly impossible for me because I'm either listening to a podcast or I'm on my Instagram or I'm watching a movie. I mean, that's what I save my food to do. So that I would totally blow the Kim Shapiro method. But but I do understand why that is important, um, you know, to be mindful of what you're putting in your mouth, to focus on your food, to be able to look at it and enjoy the sight of it as you're eating it. Um, And also just, you know, not to avoid mindless eating and eating too much where you just don't even notice that you're eating so i get it i get why that's a good method anyway um so jenny's assistant kind of popped in and she talked about how you know what she, some of the stuff that she does uh to you know nur, you know nourish herself with decadent or indul- like indulge herself when she needs comfort food but also wants to not you know go off the deep end she adds veggies to her pasta to kind of cut the calories but also still get the carbs and you know to add more nutrition and Jenny's like yeah that's a great hack um you know and 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 she's like my chickpea my chickpea pasta you know that's that's what I do you know it's chickpea pasta which I feel better about it has some nourishment has you know more protein um and then Jenny, and then she asked, like, what's your go-to for, for pasta sauce? That's Jenny's assistant asked Jenny that. <clears throat> and Jenny said, definitely not Alfredo. She's not, like, a white sauce type of girl. I'm not either. She's like, she likes a red. She likes an uh, arrabbiata. She also likes just straight-up butter and Parmesan. Uh, she talked about this burrito she ate the other day. And she's like, I needed it. She's like, I'm going to pound up. She's like, and, you know, she's like, and I didn't eat, you know, a whole dinner on top of that. She's like, I had that burrito earlier. And if I eaten a whole dinner on top of that, that would have been too much for me. So, you know, she she just talked about how Jenny, how she'll eat the burrito, like she'll eat the delicious, indulgent thing on the days that she needs it, you know, but she'll still get her steps in, you know, um, you know, and she tries to get as many nutrient dense things in as well. Uh, so that she's, it's not just empty calories. Uh, I'm kind of the, well, not the opposite. I do, sometimes I try to do that. There are times that I I harm, like reduce harm, right? Harm reduction. Um, but then there's some, some days and I'm just like, no, I'm going to have the Krispy Kreme donut. Or I'm going to you know, the bakery and I'm going to get whatever the hell I want. And I just, and I, and, and I eat it that day and I enjoy it and I let myself enjoy it. And then the next day I, you know, have a, you know, get back into my, you know, typical, you know, whole food, you know, 80% whole foods type of way of eating. So that's, that's just me. Um, It sounds like Jenny doesn't do that type of thing as much. Uh, But she's like, you know, but if she, cause she said, she's like, if I'm both not getting my steps is. Steps in and eating the processed stuff, like I just mentioned, she's like, that's a slippery slope for her. And that's, and that is, I mean, I absolutely like during the pandemic, that's, I gained that ton. I gained what, 15 pounds, 20 pounds because I was drinking heavy beer and heavy alcoholic drinks. I was eating all the fried food and out eating, you know, eating out at, you know, bars and eating bar food. And, also you know eating sugary desserts after so i you know, that's how you gain weight <laughs> you know you do all of that and not working out as much cuz my gym was closed so you know you put all those together and you gain weight very quickly i mean some of my weight loss clients you know were you know would visit me 100 pounds in a year you know 100 pounds they put on in the, in one year and that's 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 what i know is possible that's why i understand why jenny does want to maintain it cuz it feels like it takes forever to lose weight because you, you know, to to not eat delicious things is really hard. And you do have to cut back when you want to lose weight. But you know, you want to try to maintain so that you don't have to like torture yourself and you also don't gain a hundred pounds all of a sudden. So anyway, that's why I personally am like Jenny in terms of you know watching watching it. And so uh so then Jenny's assistant. Yeah, so so Jenny's assistant is kind of like me. She's like, "I'll just let my house myself have that day and she's like, I'll start fresh the next day." And and Jenny was like, "Yeah, she's like, you can always start over then anytime. The next meal, the next day, whatever." You know, and and I think Jenny's just a little bit more strict, which, you know, I understand and and uh but yeah, I I like to just have my days where I'm just like totally off. Um And so she said that the other day she ate really early and because she had eaten so heavy early, she stopped. And she's like, that's what worked for her. And that's what I, that's what I struggle with. That's what Jared struggles with. That's what, you know, stopping, right? Like a lot of times if I, you know, eat that, you know, donut early, the whole day I will continue to eat, you know. I try not to blow the whole, well, no, that's not true. I used to blow the whole week. Like I used to just like, whatever, just the whole week is going to be. But now I'm starting over on the next day. Um, and and just not like binging into the night, uh, like until my stomach hurts. That's that's what, you know, like the last two nights I said, Veronica, why, like why? Well, I mean, I, ran, I had these like dark chocolate peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's that I'm obsessed with. And you know, I had like three of them or four of them and then they were gone. And I was like, if there were more, I probably would have kept eating them. So keeping stuff out of the house is, is another hack. <laughs> I think most people know that. Uh, so anyway, um, so yeah. So Jenny's able to like stop herself, which is good. I mean, you know, I, I take I take some of that back. Like there are, there definitely are times where I have a much more balanced day. Like I do know myself. If, if I start the day lazy and and start eating indulgently, a lot of times, like sometimes I will work out later. It's it's a little bit harder though. Like I will sometimes go get that workout in, but it is a little bit harder. So usually I like to save the indulgent food for, towards the end of the day after I've had a healthy start for the day. Anyway, back to the review. So um, so Jenny asked her team, what are your favorite stress meals? This guy, Marcus, that is, I think he's maybe one of the producers on here. I'm not sure what Marcus does, but, uh, you know, she asked him, you know, how he handles stress eating. And Marcus apparently binges sweet things. So he's like, he, he, he said the sugar, sugar kids, like sugar patch kids are his weakness. So he'll go more towards a little bit of chocolate just to satisfy his sweet tooth. And he said he goes on carb binges if he's low energy. And, you know, and Jenny's like, you know, I understand that's your thing. You know, she's not much of as much of a sweet person. Um, But she said that, you know, for her getting the steps in every day. And Marcus was like, do you get obsessed with having to get your steps in? Jenny's like, no, I just do it. And Marcus said that he actually gets a little bit weird when he's like looking at the miles and counting and tracking everything. He's like, it kind of makes me a little like weird and crazy about it. And Jenny was like, well, it's five miles. She's like, so as long as I stick to my 10,000 steps, I don't go over the top. I just, you know, I, I, I don't need to get it done quickly. She's like, I can split it up during the day. As long as I get that five miles or 10,000 steps in, she's like, you know, that works for me. She's like, I don't, she's like, I don't get nuts about that. And Marcus is like, do you ever look at like how much you did in a month? And Jay's like, no, absolutely not. She's like, I don't care. I'm, I'm enough. It's enough. It's fine and she's like i'm not trying to run a marathon she's like i'm not trying to be a fitness model she's just trying to live her healthiest life at her at where she's at right now and she's like you don't need intensity she's like oh you know you just need to get it in and be consistent and you know that is a good message right like jenny found what worked for her and she's found something that she can be consistent with that's what worked for me getting my 20 minute you know run in most days or interval intervals on the treadmill that that works i can get that in most days Um, I take, I personally take one fitness class a week so that I, you know, can step up the intensity. But Marcus, back to the show, Marcus talked about how he'll try to like beat his last, you know, time. And so he gets really competitive. He starts looking at the numbers and, you know, and, and Jenny's like, it's good to be competitive, but, you know, not if it steals your joy. And she's like... You know, there's power in holding yourself accountable to movement and, you know, doing it daily, but not trying to kill yourself. You know, I'm not trying to get 20,000 steps in. She's like, you know, if if I, if I was one of those people that had to like do more every single day or every single month, I'd work my way up to 20,000 steps. That's insane. She's like, I'm not looking for excess. And I, I thought that was actually a really good point. Um, there was something I was, what was I reading the other day where it talked about how, oh, there was, there was like this influencer, personal trainer talking about how, you know, a lot of people will never, you know, they'll, they'll plateau at that, at that point. And it's actually better to like, you know, not, not push yourself so intensely so that your body, you you don't have, you don't reach this impossible place where you can't push yourself anymore. and. That's kind of what I've learned. Just changing it up constantly allows my body to kind of change it up. So then I'm still sore typically from a workout at least once or twice a week, which I like, you know, and I'm not pushing myself too hard. So Jenny and I are very aligned in in this thought process. I do understand Marcus though. Like I could, I hate counting. Like I hate count. I can't do the calorie counting. I know that works for a lot of people. I cannot count calories. It will literally drive me insane. Um, I can't count steps. I just, I can't do it. It'll make me crazy. So I'm actually definitely understand what Marcus is saying. And and I understand people it works for. So I'm just not that person. I just want to do what works for me consistently, like my 20 minutes, my, you know, want my own yoga practice, which also actually takes 20 minutes. It's like a, an intense 20 minute yoga, like session that I designed for myself, basically. Um, you know, all of my workouts are really quick and very intense. So that's, that's how I like it. Um, so then, so, so Marcus, That so then Jenny asks, you know, is the word fat a bad word? And, um, you know, and, and that's this, I feel weird saying it still, but there there is this whole like, you know, fat movement. It's like, it's kind of like bitch and women taking the word bitch back and, you know, you know, all of these, you know, people that, that take words back to be, to, to be empowered. And, um. Marcus thinks it's a bad word. She said, he said that his mother called him fat. And he said that when he hears people embracing that word, it makes him uncomfortable. And Jenny said she actually appreciates the word. She said it's very direct, no pussyfooting. She's like, okay, you're a little fat. She's like, okay, you got a little extra weight on you. Whatever. And <laughs> Marcus is like, um, the fat movement is all about acceptance and being proud. You know, they want to de- they want to destigmatize de- fatness, and so Jenny's like, "Well, do you what do you prefer?" She's like, "Do you prefer overweight, obesity, plus size, or, you know, what do you, voluptuousness, thick, you know, cur- curvy, like, w- you know, in all the right places?" And Jenny's assistant kind of pipes in. She's like, "Voluptuousness is sexy." And Jenny's like, yeah. She's like, if you got curves in all the right places, you know, you want it big ass. Big asses are in right now, but you don't want to. But you don't want to be fat, right? And I mean, uh, that's what Jenny tries not to be, right? That's she's like works really hard to to be in her smaller body, um, whereas other people, you know, would would always struggle. You know, there are, there are some people that will always be in. A larger body and that's why the body positivity movement is important. Um Jenny's assistant said, you know, bringing curvy is great. She's like it's a good word. You know, she's she's like you can have some fatness and and look and feel great. She's like, you know, society has, you know, is really starting to change and become more accepting of uh, all different body types, you know, everybody's beautiful. And Jenny's like yeah, Jenny, you know, beauty comes in all forms. You know, it used to be that very skinny, skinny girl in the late 90s. You know, she's like, oh, look at Cindy Crawford. She's like, she was the ideal. She's like, she had all the stuff in the right places. She kind of goes off on a tangent here. Um, so, anyway, so then this uh, caller calls in. Um, she said that her daughter is very sensitive to that word and has anorexia. Um, You know, and Jenny's just like, you know, that's not your fault. You know, she's just trying to make the caller feel like it's not her fault that her daughter has anorexia and that, you know, it's a mental illness. And, you know, the caller said that she thinks that some of the stuff that she did in her own life, you know, attributed to her daughter developing anorexia. You know, like some of the self-talk, some of the ways that her daughter heard this, this woman talk to herself, she said it contributed to it. And she said that, she, you know, her daughter's been in a treatment facility, you know, she's finally coming home, you know, and she's, she's going to learn and choose her words very wisely and not say the word fat around her daughter. So it it sounds like she probably called herself fat quite a bit in front of her daughter and gave her daughter these like mental health issues about, you know, you know, so worried about her own weight and, and her own appearance of fat, of being fat and, and created this, this fat phobia so much. And. Well, that's not that's terrible of me to say that her mom created that in her. That's that's not the case. I think I understand why the caller thinks that she, you know, some of that attributed to her daughter's mental health. And I mean, overall, I think a lot of us have disordered eating habits because of what society has taught us, because of what we hear other people say, because of the way that people look. It's I mean, it's it's all we're all messed up in the head. Right. And then there's people that end up with an extreme. Situation, unfortunately. And, but Jenny disagreed with the caller. She's like, you should do what's right for her. And obviously, this is a very special situation. So then they went to the news. Excuse me. And so, so some of the news that was out that she was talking about that dealt with weight was uh, talking about the conversations with healthcare providers and that, um, you know, that, you know, talking about like conversations with with healthcare providers, like your doctors, when you want a lifestyle change and, you know, you know, your obesity is hereditary and anyway, obesity, I don't know what this note is actually. Let me move on to there. so these are actually, this was a new, uh, sorry, a, a scientific review There was an article written about how lap bands are less effective for bariatric surgery and the gastric sleeve is the most effective form of that type of surgery for weight loss. Um, And then another story that was written was uh, diet soda that, I mean, didn't we know this, that fake sweetener is associated with cancer risk? (laughs) I mean, haven't we known this for a very long time? Uh, Anyway. So apparently there are some that are okay, like monk fruit sweetener, which is in my closet right now. So I do use that when I do want to use an artificial sweetener, monk fruit. And then another study, alcohol intake is bad at every level. And all, all alcohol intake, especially if you're abusing it, but apparently. Any amount of alcohol intake could potentially lead to cardiovascular issues. So they used to say that like a glass of wine, a beer, but apparently there's, you know, alcohol in general is toxic. So, you know, and I am I actually use more cannabis than alcohol, but I still like my alcohol. So anyway, I have some beet, beets, some fresh beets tomorrow. I'm going to make some fresh beet juice with carrot juice. I'm going to juice some celery with it, some ginger, so that I can prepare my liver for a weekend of drinking. <laughs> We're going to San Diego this weekend. so. And then there was this article in Self Magazine, getting back to Jenny's show. Uh, oh, so this was about... People that go to doctor's office offices can now, there's a card that's becoming more popular where you can give this card discreetly to the nurse or to, you know, the person that checks you in and does your vitals um, that you don't want to get weighed. And uh, Jenny actually agreed with this. Jenny's like, I weigh myself at home. I know what my weight is. There's no reason for me I'm just coming in for a daily checkup or for you know a yearly checkup. I don't need to weigh myself with all my clothes on, my shoes. like it just it's it's not pertinent to you know, my blood work. And and this was something that we talked about um, in another podcast when uh, this fat influencer Reagan Chastain was talking about how fat people should speak up, you know, and not get weighed by their healthcare provider because a lot of their health concerns are blamed on weight when actually they're being misdiagnosed and it's often something else. So um, and that's you know leads to discrimination in healthcare because of 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 being fat. So. Jenny agreed with that she's like I don't want to weigh myself either She's, said for her it was more like I'm gonna weigh a little bit more than I did at home so um but but I understand like that you know for people that it matters to like like Jenny it's a mental it's a mental thing so um so anyway that was some that's kind of a new thing that's becoming more popular which I think is great and I think this is you know handing your healthcare provider a card is is more discreet doesn't force you to have to have that tough conversation um, so she's like, if you get stressed by getting weighed at your doctor's office, you can say no, you can tell them to put it on your chart, you know, please don't weigh me unless there's a very specific reason why you need to weigh me. Um, you know, I need to be able to give it informed consent. So, so then, um, so they take another break and then they come back and they're talking to an expert, this mm-hmm. so. At first, I thought this woman was a biochemist, but when I look up her her Instagram page, she's actually a comedian, but she does have type 1 diabetes. She has insulin diabetes, and she said she broke her back at a young age, and she struggled with... Uh, her health for a really long time wasn't feeling good she learned about her glucose levels and she said she was able to heal herself by discovering you know the way to keep your blood sugar level and so she's at laura the glucose goddess and i mean it's it you know, it definitely is important to keep your blood sugar reg- regulated. When I was little, um, this gr- little, this girl that I grew up with, she had insulin diabetes. And, and some of my earliest memories are going to her house and she would always have to prick her finger and test her blood, um, you know, and she might have to eat something, you know, to get her her sugar level. So uh, I definitely understand that. And I, and I understand it, you know, from a weight loss perspective, you know, you don't want to have those spikes and you want to, I mean, for me, I need to keep my blood sugar regulated. So I'm not starving and mean to people. Um, but she said she was diagnosed with depersonalization, a mental health disorder. Uh, sorry. Some of these notes, I'm like, what What did I write down here? But anyway, so Jenny said that she used to recommend keto. Uh, Jenny or people used to recommend keto in general for a diet. And Jenny just can't do keto. She's like I need my ice cream. I need to maintain my my sanity. And, you know, the this this woman, Laura, she said she teaches the hacks to eat food in the right order. So, she teaches she this was kind of cute. She she teaches that um you know what? I think this woman, this wasn't, I don't know if this was the comedian that she had on, but there was, there was a biochemist that she had on that was talking about eating food in the right order and that there are all these food hacks. Yeah. So this was the biochemist. So this, this isn't the, the comedian that I was talking about, but this woman is a biochemist that teaches people how to eat food in the right order, to add vinegar to your diet, um, she calls it putting clothing on carbs. Basically, um, yeah, she should always say she had this really beautiful accent. She's like, put some clothes on it. Uh, and so basically what she means by that is like food pairing to not have the the blood sugar spikes and how, um, you know, you want to, you basically, you want to like, for, for example, if you're eating an apple or you're eating a banana, put some peanut butter on it. That way the peanut butter is a fat, it, it slows down the the, the the sugar from breaking down in your system and alleviates that glucose spike that would have happened if you had just eaten the banana or the apple on its own. You know, adding some cheese to the crackers or adding, you know, even my my bagel last night, my having butter with it, that helped the bagel not to just get, and and it's protein bagel. So both the protein in the bagel and the butter helped to slow that down. So I didn't have a glucose spike. So all that is really important to uh, maintaining health, maintaining weight loss. Um, Jenny talked about how smart this is. She's like, better than, you know, what, what intuitive eating doesn't teach you is these types of really important principles. She's like, I could easily put down Three cups of just rice, but I know I should eat some protein and vegetables first before I eat rice or with the rice to help, you know, get that fiber in from the vegetables to get that protein in. And that's going to help me feel full so that I'm not as prone to eating, you know, I won't need three cups of rice if I'm adding some protein and vegetables in there. And, and if you're just eating rice, you're just going to get that, that blood sugar spike. Whereas you won't when you're adding in the protein and veggies. And so, uh, So this this biochemist expert was talking about how scientists have proven uh, the dips and spikes in glucose activate the craving center in your brain. She's like, so if you have vegetables first, you'll avoid that. She's like, if you add fiber to carbs, it creates a mesh, helping your body to avoid absorbing so quickly. And she said, you're able to eat to add more foods, more fats, more vegetables or protein first. And then that what that does is it helps your body get the satiety cues, that, that it's satiated and that it's had enough. Um, and and Jenny was like, you don't need to eat Gigi crackers. You know, she's like, I eat, you know, the Gigi crackers are from this um, F-factor diet. They look so gross. And, and I don't know. I mean, apparently there's these really, really super high fiber crackers. They, they do not look appetizing at all. Uh, and I'm going to do a review on that F-factor diet at some point. There, It's all about adding more fiber and protein to your diet so that you stay full. Um, and, and it makes, you know, makes dieting easy because you're full all the time from all this protein and fat or fr- protein and fiber. Um, but these Gigi crackers look terrible. Uh, but anyway, Jenny was talking about how she personally, you know, not she doesn't just eat the chickpea pasta with the tomato sauce, but she'll also add in Parmesan cheese and she knows that her body does better when she adds in that that parmesan cheese and um and and there is something we were taught and I don't know I don't actually know if there's a lot of science behind this but I do know that when I was in the weight loss industry we did we did make our clients eat a, a, d- a portion of dairy every day and I did hear before somewhere that that having some dairy in your diet is tied to um, you know, being able to lose weight, but I don't know if that's actually true or not. It's, I would need to research it more anyway. So they're just talking about, you know, getting good habits in place. Uh, you know, they were talking, this biochemist was talking about how, you know, look, fruit today is different than it used to be. You know, it's genetically modified to be sweeter. She's like, but if, you know, if you put clothes on it, (laughs) putting you know the peanut butter on the apple she's like it'll it'll slow it down um she's like you know we live in this world where you know stress levels are high um and and you know it's really important for people to keep their glucose levels uh regulated and you know and then jenny was like talk about olive oil and this this biochemist woman was like, "Fats are so good." She's like avocado. Um, you know, it's all about harm reduction. If you're going to eat the fries, eat a salad with some vinegar first. And um, and and Jenny was like, "Yeah." She's like, "I'm always looking for those combos: leafy greens, fibers, fats." Um, you know, she said she read this article about artificial sweetener and how bad it was, and how she started using the more natural monk fruit and and. And the expert was like, oh, yeah, monk fruit's good. There's a, there's a few that are better, much better than the other ones that are being tied to cancer. And, um, and she's like, and Jenny was like, yeah, she's like, people ask me why, you know, why I'm drinking that Diet Coke with the Big Mac. And she's like, and I'm doing it for harm reduction. She's doing it because, you know, I'm doing it because if I eat the Big Mac and I, eat a reg- and I drink a regular Coke, that's 500 calories of, of actual sugar. And and this expert was like, yes. She's like, you don't want the real sugar. Real sugar is terrible for you. She said the diet is going to be better than the real sugar. And and then you know, and then Jenny asked about toasting. She's like, you're toasting things bad. And she and this this biochemist expert was saying that um, that when you do toast things, that that there's some sort of like something happens to like some glycation process happens and how it can actually aid in glucose spiking and which accelerates your aging. Um, there's some, there's some term for it. Uh, but I don't know. I need to look that up because it was, it was, it was hard to understand exactly what they were saying, but it was a little bit concerning because I like most of my things well done. So anyway, um, but yeah, so Jenny was talking about how, you know, for her, she definitely, she needs the balance of the healthy food, the salad with the good dressing. She's like, I love nourishing food. She's like, but I'm just the type of person that will also need that chocolate cake or that that indulgent dessert after or, you know, something delicious along with the healthy thing. So this is where I really relate to Jenny I love the experts that she has on her on her um on her on her show. Uh so then anyway, so they take another break and then they come back with a, a bariatric specialist named Dr. Yolanda. And Dr. Yolanda was very complimentary of Jenny. She's like, I just love the message that you send to women. You know, she's like, because women are the gatekeepers. Uh, you know, women teach the family how to live you know and and just the fact that you teach people just get out there and walk you know don't don't try to run a marathon don't think that you have to you know do all of these insane pilates workouts and you know all don't try to set your sights too far just walk just get out there and take a short walk she's like that's so important for women to hear she's like because just doing something and as women She's like, we are the gatekeepers, you know, how we cook, how we, you know, provide food for our family, because that's still in large part our role. Uh, She's like, you know, we are, we determine how our children are going to turn out and, and what their eating habits are going to be like, you know, we can trigger our children into overeating. Uh, And she's like, in food itself is healing she's like there's space to heal with food and so so jenny uh was really interested in this and she's like i love talking about this about how food can be medicine and um and i love this topic too like i'm i'm i love you know i'm all about the superfoods and getting in as much nutrition as I can because I'm like Jenny and like the processed stuff. So when I I like try to get in like that juice I'm going to make. It's going to have beets and celery and ginger and carrots and you know all that good stuff before I then eat french fries and drink beer all weekend. So anyway, so Jenny was like, "So what spices specifically promote healing?" And so, so this is where I got my cayenne pepper thing that I put on my sweet potatoes this week. So she wanted to pick out and name 10 super good uh, new um, spices that you can use in your cooking on a regular basis to improve your health. She said, number one, cayenne pepper. She's like, it increases your metabolism. She's like, there's all kinds of benefits to cayenne pepper cinnamon. She's like, it increases sensitivity to insulin. It lowers glucose. It makes things taste sweet when they don't have sugar in them. Cloves. She said cloves are very anti-inflammatory. She said that they protect the heart. Coriander aids in digestion. Cilantro. Um, garlic she said garlic is great for the heart I mean I must have a very good heart because I eat so much garlic she's like it thins the blood it's an antioxidant it's an anti-cancer ginger I love ginger Uh, it aids in digestion reduces inflammation works against migraines she said mustard seed has anti-cancer properties nutmeg has a ton of anti-inflammatory properties Turmeric is both anti-inflammatory and anti-cancer. I think everybody knows about turmeric. Sage increases memory, is a neuroprotectant, oregano, and basil. She's like, all these things are so good for you. They, they taste good, but they're also incredibly healing. And she's like, I just love this intersection between you know who we are as women, how we provide healing, and how we promote hope. And Jenny is just like, you know, I love these ideas, you know, you know, I'm I'm all about cooking healthy, but it's great that we can, you know, add in extra nutrition with spices and allows you to, you know, and, and, you know, these extra flavors add you, allow you to add in extra nutrition without, you know, overloading it with, you know, sugar or salt or fat. Um, You know, so she's like, but what do you do? during stressful times, you know, when you're crashing and you just need something, you know, she's like, like I had ice cream for dinner the other night. She's like, um, you know, but I did get my steps in, you know, and I did have some, you know, protein and vegetables, but that's just what I had to do. And, uh, Dr. Yolanda was saying how she makes little containers of frozen healthy cups that have like almond milk and fruit. And it, you know, she's like, it kind of like, you know, becomes like an ice cream, no, that's that's definitely not true. I'm sure maybe she blends it or something and and you know kind, kind of like a smoothie. I mean, that's what I call my my protein shake in the morning. It's like my, you know, my boyfriend complains that he doesn't like it, but I'm like it's like it's like a sorbet. My protein shakes actually do taste like sorbet. Um, so I definitely understand how something can be similar. Uh, And so she, you know, Dr. Yolanda talked about these little satisfying little cups and, you know, her daughter will, her daughter actually just pops it, pops frozen raspberries into her mouth. And it does look like a very healthy family. I looked them up on, on uh, Instagram, but you know, it it doesn't, it's, it doesn't sound very realistic. I mean, everybody's going to usually eat something indulgent at some point, especially when they're potentially when they're stressed, but you know Dr. Londa was like firm and you no know, I keep healthy portioned out uh, options in my freezer that are you know remind me of ice cream and my daughter eats frozen raspberries boom I actually like frozen mangoes personally so Jenny was like you know it's smart she's like you know you don't eat the whole pint of ice cream she's like I ate a burrito recently at 11:30 she's like that was 750 calories 75 calories in my creamer that morning she's like then you know you add in 400 more calories of ice cream for dinner she's like I I was done for the day so apparently that was her stress day she had Jenny had her burrito in the morning she had her um, ice cream at night for dinner but it sounds like she kept the portions somewhat under control and didn't go off the deep end Uh, personally that would not I don't know. I, I I would find it very difficult to not continue eating more and more and more ice cream. She's like she, she counted the calories of ice cream, so I don't know. I'm I'm not a calorie counter. If I'm going to have a day like this, it's 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 going to be you know it's going to be significant. But you know, the next day you work out, you wake up, you have a nutritious start to the day, and you're back on your horse. So. So anyway, I, this was another episode of the Wait Wednesday from Jenny Hutt again. Uh, great show. I'm definitely going to do more of these. Uh, sometimes, you know, sorry for my note taking. Sometimes it's really clear and sometimes I'm like, what does that mean again? Anyway, but I do uh, like breaking down these topics because there's just lots of really good, interesting snippets throughout. But I am going to San Diego this weekend. Uh, I will be doing another podcast review. I have some diet starts tomorrow. We'll do another weight Wednesday. Um, I do want to do the F factor, but I do want to like make some of the recipes out of there and just see how it goes. So more great content coming up. Uh, Please follow me on Instagram at the diet obsessed podcast. Uh, please leave a review for this podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, just scroll down to the bottom, uh, click on some of those stars, write a comment. I would love that. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.